tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to Tinfoil Hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Good morning, Swarm, and welcome to Tinfoil Hat. You know I am. You know what I'm here to do. I'm here to rock. Yes, joining me as always, Xavier Guerrero and Jay Nice, Johnny Woodard. How are you guys? Oh, we had a great time yesterday. We had a great time yes. at the Dodger game. Oh, yeah. Great show today. Uh, really informative. Very deep. Very deep. If you love conspiracies, this was the episode for you i had a great time and uh you know i hope you guys enjoy that this episode we had who do we we had josh josh on josh uh reed yes from uh red pill project and nice. it was really great so uh guys uh i just want to say real quick uh thank you so much i mean our numbers are exploding because you guys are talking word of mouth you're telling your friends and it means a lot to us and we try to mix it up so you don't get the same show every time and we give you different aspects we give you i i really want to give you some of some you know current events going on and then how to deal with it you know it's kind of that's important to this because if you're only going to wallow in like what's going on, you're never going to be able to to get away from it and break yourself out of the matrix. And that's really what the show's all about. Break yourself out of the matrix. That's what we've been talking about. So I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Guys, I got a lot of shows coming up. A lot of shows. Bang, bang, pow. Okay. So April 22nd, I'm going to be in Fredericks, Fredericksburg, Virginia, April 23rd. I'm going to be in Baltimore. Guys, I have to move Palmdale. We're going to move Palmdale, Palmdale back. I'm sorry. I just can't do it with all the flying and all that stuff. I can't make it. We actually were doing pretty well in tickets. Uh, they said we sold really good tickets up front. I just have to move. I just can't. The uh, Financially, the flying is much cheaper. If I fly that night, I just can't afford it. So I have to move Palmdale. I will make it up to you guys. El Paso, I'm making it up to you. Trust me, I'm working on a project I told you about. I'm making it up to you, and I'm going to make it up to Palmdale as well. Uh, Aurora on the 29th, we're going to blow that out. And then the following night, we're, uh, we are all in uh, Texas for Float Fest. Uh, May 4th, the show is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. We ha It's going to be Comedy Chaos live at the Comedy Store during the Netflix uh comedy festival you know i'm not really netflix guy not my thing don't really care for the platform but it's good to be back at the comedy store uh we're gonna have uh russell peters christina pachinski eddie bravo myself and my man george perez and we have a bunch of people telling us if they're gonna be in town it's gonna be packed i guarantee you it's gonna be an all-night event come get weird with us okay tickets at sam dot Com. Uh, we have a lot of premium content on you for you. If this isn't enough, it's a great way to support the show. I think it's a very important that you support the show. We have uh, we have Tim Fall Hat Premium. We have Conspiracy Social Club with myself and Brian Callen. That show is blowing up. 
Uh, and then we also have Zero, which is my spiritual podcast. Guys, trust me, you don't just want to listen to Tim Fallhat. You, you have to listen to Zero. Helps you deal with everything. Helps you deal with the haunted house. T-shirts are up. We're putting up T-shirts all the time. We now have the Zen Ape T-shirt available. Just go to TimFallhatT-shirts.com or SamTripley.com. All this stuff's available at SamTripley.com. Uh, the Telegram is cooking with gas. I guarantee you within like a month or two, we'll be at 4,000. Our goal is 10,000 subscribers. We have 3,330. Our goal is 6,000 more. So join us. I mean, people are just dropping bombs on that telegram. It is, uh, it is so much better than Reddit. Uh, so go check that out. Uh, and then I got free shows for you. We got a bunch of free shows. If you want to see free shows, just go to samtriplee.com. We have the RSS feeds. We have Tim Fall Hat that you're listening to now. We have Broken Sim, which is basically Grand Theft Auto for LA. It is, I'm telling you, it's taxi driver. I literally drive around LA looking for danger so I could just talk about on the podcast. Okay, so it's basically the weekend review of the Broken Sim. We have Zero. We have Punch Drunk Sports. Cash Daddies, How to Invest Your Money. People are loving it. And then I'm going back into the vaults of two of my premium shows. I have uh, Conspiracy Social Club and Zero. You can listen to free shows from the vault. And all you got to do is click on samtriplee.com, and you can click and listen to any of those shows. Is there anything else? No, we good. Oh, Sam was just on the last We Don't Smoke this time, and you get he talks about the first time he smoked weed. So if you've never heard it, it's interesting. Yeah, I thought it was oregano. Yeah, Johnny, anything? Nah, Broken Sim about to come out tomorrow. Big one. It's called Thunder Fucked in El Paso. <laughs> so get ready <laughs> like to rock. All right, guys, enjoy the show. It's a great one. We go deep, homeboy. Open your mind. All right, let's get into it. Very excited to have this gentleman on. He, him and I have been doing this dance, this booking dance. You come on my show, I come on your show, we come on your show, and then neither of us were able to come on each other's show. But here, we've made it happen. I'm very excited that he's on the show. Uh, he he is the producer, creator, the uh, the mind, the energy force behind uh, Red Pill Project podcast. And you can find him at redpills.tv. Please welcome Josh Reed. How are you, brother? I'm good, man. How you doing? I'm very good. I'm very honored uh, that you'd come on our little show, and I'm very thankful we could finally make a connection. I know you've had some people reaching out to me, and uh, I really wanted to come on, and I'm glad we can make it happen now. M me as well. Me as well. And I understand about schedules. I do three shows myself, and it can get pretty hectic, especially in the scheduling aspect. So no worries on that, but I'm just happy to be here and happy to be talking with you today. I love your website. It's so cool. For uh, those who may not be familiar with you, brother, can you please uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and where we can find you? Yeah, man. So my journey started in my teenage years. Uh, I'm actually writing my first book right now, which is called Transcending the State, What I Learned from Over 150 LSD Trips Before the Age of 18. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. dude. Well, yeah, that's where it started. And I, you know, I started questioning reality really early on and I started basically reading books while tripping on acid. And the books that I would read were scientific in nature, like Dr. Mishio Kaku's hyperspace. And I started reading the, the Holy Bible. And then I started getting into occult and esoteric mysteries and started reading up on them. And I started to see parallels between 
all three. Um, eventually, I joined the military. I did just under 10 years in the United States Navy, had a, a great time, time in my life. I did uh, narco-terrorism interdiction and human trafficking interdiction in the South Pacific. Uh, then I worked for a few corporations, then went private and did consulting, and then ended up in the truth movement as a podcast host talking about a phenomena known as Q or QAnon, as the media likes to talk about it. Um, and I started like doing these decodes because I had this military experience. I understood what they were talking about. I understood the whole unfolding global conspiracy as I talk about it as in the sense of the bringing in and ushering in of the new world order. And uh, so I started my podcast and I started tying the occult and the esoteric mysteries into this unfolding global conspiracy over the last few years um, as more and more information started unfolding within the world. And, and then again, you just said you can find me at redpills.tv. That is the URL to use. Um, and we're all over the place. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on Apple Podcasts. We've been deleted once, but we're back on there. We're on Spotify. Um, and that we stream on our own platform, we're on Rumble, uh, because we've been censored multiple different times, three times, as I was telling you, demonetize each time. And so we're on our third stint right here, making our way back, and we're we're getting up to those six-figure uh, a month digits again with viewership, which is great. Um, and it's, a, it's an amazing time to be alive, man. There's just so much stuff happening, and this is an incredibly historic period right now in the world. I completely agree. I completely agree. Uh, so, you know, I recently, it's so interesting. I got called a uh, Mossad agent today. <laughs> I saw this. <laughs> it's so interesting. Like, and I go, dude, come on my show, talk about it. Tell me how I'm a Mossad agent. Because I'm not going to run from that dog shit shit, you know? If that's true, I, I mean, I, how I, deep I have, have no to respect be? for Mossad anymore, if that's true. I got to be honest. <laughs> have, I, have they lowered their standards to yeah, let me in? I mean, it's pretty bad over there. <laughs> but it's kind of, it's just super interesting. But, you know, uh, do you get any of that? With, with your background in the Navy and intelligence, do you get any blowback ever from that? You know, I, I don't, um, and probably because uh, I'm very, um, I'm very diversified in my views. I mean, I get a lot of people who hate me. I'm not going to lie about that. I get a lot of people who hate me. They talk, they stand, yeah, they do. They call me disinformation, but they don't call me CIA or Mossad like like they do with you and Alex Jones. But <laughs> but but you guys have a, a more recognizable face than me. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just super interesting. So you came through the Navy, and you know, uh, uh. Bill Cooper came through the Navy and he yep. was a big part of that. And was there a time, cause you did all this acid, then you joined the military. What, it, how do you, how do you go from that to that? How do you go from just like reading the Bible, tripping balls on acid to working within a system that's very structured and, and, and forces you to kind of fit into a box. So this was around the time of the, the turn of the century, right? Year 2000, 1999, 2000. Um, and if you remember during this time, um, there was the war in Afghanistan was just beginning to start. The Mujahideen had just basically burned all the opiate fields in Afghanistan and kicked the United States intelligence agencies out of Afghanistan. This brought about, obviously, the prelude to September 11th, 2001, which gave the United States the way to go back in there and the intelligence agencies 
opportunities to go back in and start growing the poppy fields. You know, many people don't realize that George Herbert Walker Bush, Daddy Bush, was nicknamed Poppy. It wasn't because he was a granddad. It was because he was controlling in charge of the world heroin production through Afghanistan, through the Central Intelligence Agency, through the infiltration, the Mujahideen in the 1970s, as long along with Donald Rumsfeld. The Mujahideen transferred into more radical religious sect in the 1990s, known as the Taliban, and they burned all the fields and kicked the CIA out. And this was what really brought in uh, September 11th, uh, allowed them to go back into uh, Afghanistan. And so during the time I was growing up, a lot of people turned to synthetic opiates, pills, and they started having some severe drug addictions. Um, I stopped... uh, drug use around the age of 18, right before going to the military. But I understood that if I stayed around in my small town that I'm from in Western New York, that I was going to have a hard time in life and that I'd most likely succumb to drug use. And so for me, it was just a, a hypercritical decision in my life to get myself to where I wanted to be and not fall back towards, uh, you know, some type of, you know, opiate drug use, which by the way, I've lost eight friends in the last five years through fentanyl overdoses and heroin overdoses. Yeah. This epidemic is massive. Yeah. It's a uh, response to the opium wars in China. That's what mm-hmm. they're doing. But I also believe our, our, uh, that our, our pharmaceutical companies, not ours, but you know, the pharmaceutical yeah. companies are lacing uh, street drugs with the stuff to push everybody to prescription medication kill off the drug, the the black market, send everybody to prescriptions. And then you're getting that. I mean, it's it's all right I there. Because the, the cartel, I mean, it's still making drugs, but they're literally making M30s, which is literally a blue pill that yeah. the pharmacy makes. So yeah. it's not like they're uh, it's, making... It's Oxycontin. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah they're not right. making... You're making drugs. They're, they're pushing not like, you yeah. into oh, It's oxycodone. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. not time yeah. release. Yeah. It's just instant release oxycodone. Yeah. The number one producer of synthetic fentanyl in the world is China. And so back in about 2016, before Donald Trump came in the office, the number one place where this was being imported into the United States was through the southern border. And it was coming up through Venezuela, which was a massive trade partner with China. And so they had the actual genetic markings on the synthetic fentanyl that was coming up over the border that was directly from China that was being laced on the heroin and and cocaine and other types of drugs. Well, the uh, it's been like interviews that the cartel chemists are being taught by Chinese chemists how to make fentanyl. They'll sit there for three months and they'll have a translator translated because they'll you know eventually i mean you'll get, yeah you'll eventually you'll get a vice documentary and be like hey how'd you make this drug yeah. and the guy will be like well some chinese guy came and yeah. he was here for three months so they're it's the chinese are sending people to mexico to just make it and give it 100 percent, bro and how about the fact that the these drug cartels are allowing docu-series people yeah to go in there and, and film the whole thing. I remember watching I It wasn't on Vice. I forget what it was. It, drugs. I think it was on Netflix, drugs right? Inc. Drugs, it's Inc. drugs yeah. Inc. Yeah. And you're like, I, the guy's like, I really don't want to do this, but I'm made to do this. Like, what is it? Your PR is the cartel <laughs> yeah. PR people it's, making you do this thing. It's like those people that embed with the Taliban or Al Qaeda, you know, and you're like, yeah. what? how'd that work out? Yeah, you know, it's what? so weird. What, you talk to their press agent? But, it, but it even goes deeper than this because we've done one of the earlier shows. I did, that was one of my favorites was like the, the history of the drug, uh, the, the drug car- cartels and the, and the, just the, the, the opium wars. And if you take a look at the, basically we get back to fentanyl. It's like the, the, uh, all the Ivy league schools were created by drug opium families. 
They were all created by opium families, and the skull and crossbones were created by the Russells, who were an opium family. So MIT was uh, is a university that was created by an opium dealing family, and then they created uh, they created fentanyl and then smuggled smuggled it yep. out to China. And the, the old ancient apothecaries. That's where this all derives from. The ancient medical healers and medicine men of the, the last few centuries. The, this is where they got their power and control over the world. Dude, 100%, man. 100%. This is how they yep. fucking started taking it over. I mean, the, 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 the reason that dealing drugs is a death penalty in China is because of the opium wars. The, the British got all China hooked on opium. And they said, if you're doing it, we're going to kill. And that's when a war started. And, and then they started these fucking Ivy League schools to create a way to get the uh, elite class kind of above everybody else so if you were skull and crossbones you were very powerful you were from a very powerful family and you were giving like uh at the time like a hundred thousand dollars which is like millions now i think and you were sent off on your way you were part of a secret society and you know when we get i know i know we just talked about haunted house so i don't want to get too much into that but you know I was talking to Amy Belair. She's like, tell me what you mean by these are, these are actors. And I go, well, when you take a look at pre- like everyone wants to be, I want to be president. Right. And you're like, well, I mean, if all the presidents are from the same family, maybe they're just a fucking family of, of thespians. Right. I mean, it's just, they're thespians, dude. They're all playing this role that they were born into. It's like when Tom Hanks kid becomes an actor, it's because he comes from a fucking family. So it's like the of king. It's king and Queens. Yeah. But it's, it, but they're, it's all actors, though, dude. Yeah. That's my humble opinion, right? I mean, like, if we get into yep. all this occult stuff. You're, you're watching a movie. You are literally watching a scripted movie being played out in the world right now. And you can take this in two different perspectives. It's either that these these global elites, that these ancient family bloodlines, that these uh, ancient occultists, secret society members have just organized it to basically unfold like revelations in the Bible, or that it's actually unraveling like revelations in the Bible just through the natural progression of time and space and creation. And that's the question is nobody really knows besides them. They'll obviously know if they're doing it that way, but it's, you're watching a movie in the sense of how this is all playing out. Um, you know, I, I had a red pill moment when I was 21 years of age. I was down in the South Pacific on uh, a U.S. Navy warship, and uh, I was a member of what's known as the Visit Board Search and Seizure Team. It's nothing big. It's just a security detail. But we assisted the Coast Guard lead at teams in basically boarding drug smuggling vessels, and we did the security of them. We would take the, the people on board our ship and provide security detail while they searched the ship for cocaine or heroin or, or marijuana, whatever it was. And we were just outside of the Galapagos Islands, which if that Galapagos Islands area there in the South Pacific, I don't know if you guys know this, but those waters are off limits because they're protecting the natural habitat. And so a lot of drug smugglers and human traffickers, they'll utilize those waters to basically as drop points 
for certain types of, you know, they'll throw a go fast in there or, or a fishing boat in there. And, you know, we can't actually go in there and be in a military vessel. Well, we came across a barge that was sitting in there. And this is an open top barge that has no roof, no ceiling. And we're by the equator. So it's about 120 degrees in the air and about 140 degrees on the surface of this barge. And uh, we get up too close to the barge and there's about 50 to 70 children ages 5 to 15. Um, They had been out there about a week and a half to two weeks. They had no food or water. Some of them were close to close to near and even dead. Um, And it was one of the most horrific sights I'd ever seen in my life. And at that moment, I realized that the world was not as it appeared to be that I grew up in the United States of America. Sometimes we take that for granted, but the world was a completely different place and that people had no care for human life and they had no compassion for human life. And they would just take these children and throw them out there. And so what I learned later on, is we're talking to the DE agents who come on board after this happens. And uh, the parents of these children in South, uh, South America basically will sell their ch- their children to fishermen who promise to get them to the United States of America through a program or a process. And these fishermen will receive like $250 that these parents saved up for like two years. They'll take the children, they'll put them on this barge and they'll take them out to a waypoint near the Galapagos, the Galapagos islands to when smugglers will come out from El Salvador, Guatemala, and they'll pick up this barge and tow them in to the shore of Central America and then take them on a walking trek all the way up to the U.S. border to where these kids will never be heard from again. The problem, though, is seven out of 10 of these barges that these children are taken out into the ocean are never found again. The smugglers don't even find them because they drift away at sea and those children die. Oh, my <laughs> God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. So Wow. So this was a massive red pill moment for me. Like, you know, I, I, I thought the world was all hunky dory and, and like you have kind of like these, these secret societies that are wor- working towards global domination, but they're all compassionate and they're not going to try to kill us. And they're not going to, you know, use children as a method for supplies in, in a sense of a trade, right? A criminal trade, but no, that's exactly what they do. And I started getting in and understanding a little bit more about human trafficking and how oh human trafficking God. has plagued this planet. And it's one of the, the the most profitable professions on this planet right now, just in the United States alone, it's proposed that human trafficking brings in $380 billion annually, annually tax free. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Man, that's brutal, bro. Hey everybody. I want to tell you about our friends at Sterling stock picker. Listen, everybody, it's time to start capitalizing on this pandemic, okay? Do you know the elites line each other's pockets using their company stocks? The, The key is to figure out which stocks to buy and start racking in profit. We came across an ultra cool stock investing software that is easy to use and understand. It's called Sterling Stock Picker, okay? It's I like its guidance it gives, telling you when to buy, sell, hold, or avoid stocks, okay? It also tracks crypto, which is super hot these days, and is going to lead into centralized bank digital currency 
globally. you got to get a jump on getting outside the financial system now. Monday's live streams from the founder of sterlingstockpicker.com gives real talk about the scamdemic that's unfolding and how to navigate it from a financial perspective. Anyway, we can all use financial advice right now and guidance to buy into the right companies during each of these stages of this draconian warlords have put us through. I love these people. Building community is key during this time, and I thought it was cool how so many people are part of the software sharing investment ideas, okay? So here's what I want you to do. Check out sterlingstockpicker.com slash tinfoil hat for free 14-day trial. That is sterlingstockpicker.com slash tinfoil hat. You know, we're living in this time right now where, like, we're having real arguments on whether teachers talking sexually to students is grooming. There's a real war going on. There's a real war going on for the souls of our children. And, uh, you know, I I mean, the the amount of uh, economic pain and suffering that you have to be in to just send your kid off is, is just like something none of us would even understand. Like to take your kid to, to go like, you know, like when somebody in your family said, I got to get out of Mexico, I got to get to the United States. And they took everybody. I understand that. But to put your kids with some strangers and go hope they get there. It's just like brutal, man. Children are so vulnerable, man. You realize that when you hold your child for the first time, like, you like you did you determine everything for the, this baby there is a a bond there that the universe makes so that you take care of this child that doesn't happen with everybody and it's just super dark man. you're so i mean even then like i mean a lot i know a lot of families send send a kid over because the parents are already over here but that's through land i can't imagine putting a kid on a boat and just being like let's hope and pray let's hope and pray because even then like if that shit drowns if if it falls. It's, so, damn, it's so sad. It's crazy, dude. And it just, <laughs> and, you know. And for 250 bucks. Unbelievable, dude. It's really yeah. sad. And, and, you know, that's why the United States Navy has a big presence. The United States Navy and Coast Guard has a big presence out there because the uptick in tra- child trafficking um, had occurred, obviously, now since Biden took over. But Trump really put a stop to a lot of it. He stopped human trafficking over that border by 72 percent just by creating a physical deterrent. Think about this. When Donald Trump in 2015 and 2016 started coming out and talking about putting a wall on the southern border, that told those parents in South America and Peru or wherever they might have been don't send your children because there's no easy way to get over this border that your children are not going to be able to get over this border because we're we're monitoring it and we put up a big old wall that your children are not going to be able to climb over don't send your children and it decreased by 72 percent it's so nuts bro it's so nuts it's so crazy that people just i mean they i mean how many people live in gated communities that don't want a a fucking (laughs) border secured. Think about that. Think about how many people have personal security wherever they work, wherever they live, following them around that are anti-gun. Think about that. Yep. Why do you walk around with mace? Sorry, bro. Why do you walk around with mace on your keychain if you don't think 
that th- there's a need for guns, right? But- Mass formation psychosis. That's why. Because the whole world has been put under a spell. Um, do you guys know anything about something known as natural law? Have you guys ever talked about that on this show? Natural we law? Ha- we haven't. We understand. Why don't you talk about it a little bit about it? Well, so when you start getting into the occult and you start researching it, you can't come at it from like a Christian perspective. You can't come at it from like an atheist perspective. You have to approach it with a very, very broad and open mind. And you really have to dig to start understanding what people believe within these circles. Now, one of the foundational aspects of uh, occultic practices, rituals and routines would be something known as natural law. To give you an idea what natural law is, is natural law is basically the laws prescribed by the universe of how consciousness interacts with it. It's pretty simple, right? How does your conscious mind interact with the universe? There's certain laws that actually rule over this. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Okay. I'm loving this. This is what we're talking about. All right. So, there's something out there known as magic. Alistair Crawley, he didn't like, you know, stage magic and ritualistic magic being associated the same way. So he put a K at the end of it. Uh, But either way is what magic really is in these occult sciences. And, And this is quite interesting. It's the ability to utilize natural law to influence your reality to your benefit. That's really what it is. It's utilizing a set of laws and principles that influence your reality to your own benefit or to the benefit of others. And so there's certain karmic infliction that can come about this because if you are outside of natural law, if you're not in accordance with natural law, you have something known as karma. So if your life's not going good for you or if your life's falling apart and, and, you know, your finances are crap or whatever, this is because you are outside of natural law. You're not basically in harmony, resonating or vibrating with law. I love that, Um, dude. I love that. I love that. I love that. So with magic is there's a, a series of processes that you have to go through. Basically, think about it this like this is for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. If I take a pebble and I drop it into a pool of water, it produces ripples all throughout that water. Those ripples begin to intersect with each other and interact with other ripples, producing other types of secondary effects. The universe basically is one big giant feedback loop of energy with you consciousness and you exist in a state of of like resonance of vibration with the universe and the closer you are to its resonant state the more in line that you're going to be with your own life and with the universe and how it unfolds now what happens is is we create thoughts or ideas within our imagination when we take that imaginative thought and we attach something that we call intention to it intentional action as well as emotion to it we basically develop this thought form in our brain that has a real purpose but here's the thing is it has no energy and it has no math it's almost non-existent except we're within our own brain when we take that thought form and we put it through our mental faculties and basically we can utilize it through speech or we can utilize it through action what we're doing is we're resonating that pattern directly into the universe and creating waves 
We have a primary level of influence, a secondary level of influence, and a tertiary level of influence. The primary level of influence is if I drop a pen in front of me right now, that makes an immediate action. A secondary level of influence is if I whisper in somebody's ear and I tell them to go do something and they go do something that benefits me, that is a secondary level of influence. The tertiary level of influence is basically doing what we would call ritualistic magic. And this is basically utilizing vibrational sequences into the universe to produce waves that basically reflect back to us in some benefit way, shape, or form. Now, throughout countless millennia, our ancestors have utilized ritualistic max, uh, magic and practiced it. One of the things that they did is they would keep very, very good notes. So if I created a string of words and these words all have different vibrational overtones and mathematical sequences and con- uh, context is, then they would have a certain vibrational um a certain vibrational aspect within the universe. They vibrate certain with the universe. And by stringing them together, you're creating like a musical song that the universe can reflect and react to. And throughout the the millennia, what they did is they created what's called spells. And all these spells are, are ways to influence the universe in a certain and specific way that if you do this correctly, the universe will reflect back to you exactly the benefit that that is made for. So I've said this before, spells are a way to manipulate energy. That's it. That's what I, I, I mean, man. I've been saying that on the show and on my zero for so long. Energy, magic is energy manipulation, energy wave manipulation. And there is no good. Listen, white magic, black magic, those are just labels. So whoever we're explaining it to understands intention, right? So if I go, oh, dude, it's black magic, you know, oh, it's. From our perspective, or at least my perspective, it's being used negatively, right? The magic itself is not negative or positive. It is just an instrument, would you say? It's a tool. It's a tool. So there's no white magic. There's no black magic. There's only intention that becomes white or black, right? Or or light and dark, right? Well, that's an interesting take. let, Let me touch on that real quick. So light magic or white magic would be utilizing this process to benefit yourself or others for a positive progression that brings about a level of what I would call gratitude towards the creator or the universe. Black magic, on the other hand, is an inversive property. And so what I mean by that is all Satanism today um, and people can hate me if they want. I'm going to say this. It is a farce. It's an absolute BS. There is no basis for it in occultic history. It was a made up creation of basically the 17th of the 19th century. Luciferianism is a completely different context. And this comes about with something known as the deceptive light. And there's two lights of Lucifer that you actually have to talk about in this context. But when we're going back to, in the sense of what black magic is, is if you're not in accordance with natural law you're in a state of either nescience or ignorance ignorance being i know that natural law exists but i choose to do my own thing and nescience is you do not know what you do not know right and so but either way is if you're performing actions in an environment 
that you do not understand, there is going to be certain consequences that are going to come about from that. Now, what a black magician does is a black magician utilizes natural law to their own benefit through the manipulation of the people that are out of accordance of natural law by utilizing their influences in the universe to keep them in that state of ignorance to where their actions in ignorance benefit the dark magician hey everybody i want to tell you about our friends at vessel that's right our new friends at vesselbrand.com listen you who loves vape pens oh me bam, come on bam bam this guy loves vape pens he, he just like oh dude every time i see him it's like is that attached to you bro you love it <laughs> listen vape pens are getting more and more dynamic and if you want the most dynamic vape pens out there go to vesselbrand.com slash tinfoil unparalleled attention to detail and craftsmanship vape and dry herb hardware and accessories man how great is that I'd love for you guys to try their new product, the Helix One Hitter, which features a revolutionary patent-pending double helix design, which allows for perfect combo of filters and cooling, okay? I also want you guys to try their Compass Vape for more for a more compact design and James Bond feel. There's also the Walnut Craftsman Pen, which features Real walnut wood making every piece unique and visually stunning. Ooh. <laughs> All products have a six-month to, to lifetime warranty, so you don't have to worry about keeping buying new one after new one after new one, okay? While they look breathtaking, the hits are far superior to other products on the market. Each product is engineered with exceptional design, more efficient power usage, and delivered unrestricted unrestricted airflow okay so they're having their biggest sale of the year right now 20 percent off all products until the end of april for 420 okay plus build a vape or dry herb kit and save an additional 20 dollars. okay a vape kit includes a vape charging base and a carrying case a dry herb kit includes the helix the carbon a grinder and a carrying case free shipping on all orders over 99 dollars an American brand with Prox Design in California. Try it and feel the difference. We, You're backed by 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Just go to VesselBrand.com slash Tinfoil. That's VesselBrand.com slash Tinfoil. So, uh, example of what, if I, and I could be wrong in here, but when, what, what is the name of the Ukrainian leader? Zelensky. Zelensky, right? Zelensky goes on the Grammys and starts talking about what is going on in Ukraine. That sounds like to me he's trying to manipulate the people in the audience to manipulate their fans. Is that anything close to what you're talking about? Mm. Yeah, the, the most mainstream aspect that we have of this is the modern day media and marketing strategies that are utilized by world and global corporations. So there, there's a law in natural law called the law of cause and effect. And a lot of people believe that this is just kind of what Newton talked about in the sense of for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. But it goes much, much deeper than that when you get into the higher level of the mysteries and that you actually exist in one of two states in your being right now. You either exist in the realm of causation or you exist in the realm of effect. And the example that I give for people is if you, if you get a paycheck from your employer, that is a bribe to forget about your dreams and work for theirs. 
In other words, uh, yeah, that, that's the realm of effect. That's the damn. realm of effect. You're working for their dreams by sacrificing your time in exchange for something, whatever it might be. Okay. So this is kind of this idea of living in the world of effect. You want to know the, another example of this is we have something that happens in our subconscious mind called micro emotional stimulants, right? These are basically subcon or subliminal cues that we see within our vision our peripheral vision and so forth that basically start to fill up our subconscious mind, our emotional body to eventually what happens is that emotional body becomes saturated at the time that we didn't even know we're having an emotion. We don't even know we're under the stress. But what's happening is you're scrolling through TikTok, you're scrolling through Facebook or whatever it might be, and you're seeing all these different stories in your peripheral vision. You're seeing them subliminally. And there's certain words that are cueing your subconscious mind that are creating a micro-emotional stimulant. Eventually what happens is that system gets so full and saturated that all of a sudden a word will come on the screen or a picture or a video and they time this correctly with their algorithms that's going to cause an emotional reaction within you and cause you to click on that link and the buy whatever that is. They utilize this for the longest time in marketing and then transitioned it to political campaigns, who to vote for, various types of cultural and social agendas, climate change, 100%. everything else. So, so I was driving today and I was driving past this thing and there was a woman sitting there and I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's not a woman, right? They just had the look of like big hands and like yeah. this, like Adam's apple. Well, it wasn't that it was like this Cro-Magnon, like eyebrow area. Have you never noticed that they have that kind mm -hmm. of Skeletor look, right? Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Like and, a manly face. Right. And, but, and guess what she's wearing? a mask and i oh, go God. what percentage of these trans people are still wearing masks right and then you start getting into like who's still wearing masks why are they still wearing masks and then you just get into like even like what i was talking the other day on conspiracy <laughs> social club like why did, did philadelphia suddenly go back to mass when we just had a judge strike down mass on airplanes why is philadelphia going backwards what happened in philadelphia well i says the other day and i'll say it again philadelphia is in the, the weak men create hard times mode we've had yep. you know they're known forever of the having these really strong don't take shit fucking yeah. god i'm from philly dog i'll shank the santa dude i'll shank santa because we don't put up with that shit and guess what happened years of that years of that guess what the next generation now is weak men they've created a a, a city flourishing city of culture and history and it's created now weak men and the data in which they're mining right now is told them this is the city to bring back fucking mass at because they will bend over and just take it dude and i love all my friends from philly uh, there's nothing but savages that i know in philly apparently not anymore man look, look, you're not mad yet but i know you're gonna be pat Piss tomorrow when you show up to the airport and people are wearing masks. I'm not. No, no, no. Oh, not <laughs> no, you. No, no. no, not you. When you see someone wearing a mask, you're gonna be no, like. No, I'll just be like, really, I, like, dude. I go. I when I see somebody in a mask, still, I go. You have Stockholm syndrome. You you are emotionally attached to your kidnappers. You have actually, they're under the influence of a cult. 
100%. I think some people it's think it's like Valerie Jarrett. We saw that tweet by her. I don't care yep. what non-scientists tell me. I'm going to wear this mask. And I'm and the one she had on was one of those cheap cloth ones. Yeah. That's like your binky. You know what I mean? It's like your security well, blanket. Well, I mean, like, take a look at her, man. It's magical thinking. She's a sorcerer, dude. Her father ran the Tuskegee experiments, man, yeah. with, with fucking basically allowing black men or black people to just be riddled with syphilis. Her father ran that. And then she was instrumental in the illegal assassination of Muammar Gaddafi, thus creating open-air slave trades in Libya. And she convinced everybody to be angry about Roseanne Barr. That's sorcery, dog. That That is is. sorcery and manipulation. It's a spell. So, you know, have you guys ever heard of Dr. Stephen Hassan's book, Combating Cult Mind Control? It talks about something known as the bite method. The bite method is basically the methodology that cults utilize to put spells on people. It talks about behavior. You have behavior, information, thought, and emotion. And all of these are corrupted. If you go through the bite method, what you'll find out is exactly what Dr. Fauci, the United States government propaganda agents, the pharmaceutical agencies, the World Economic Forum, all the multinationalists, all these people that are integrated into this global cabal that has this unfolding conspiracy have been doing to the people that's been perpetuated through Hollywood and the media. Check out the bite method for cult mind control. I'm telling you, this is exactly what they're doing. And this is why people like Dr. Robert Malone come out and they say that this is mass formation psychosis. And he's exactly right. You know, people want to wear a mask. You know what? Go right ahead. Wear a freaking mask. I don't care. That's your own thing. But it tells me a lot about your mind and how your mind operates and the level of intelligence that that person actually has and their ability to actually critically think in the world as well as question Question authority. When I see somebody in a mask, still, I go, okay, you, you, I know what television channels you watch. I know exactly what you're watching. You're either watching MSNBC or you're watching CNN. It's so obvious. And, and, and it's like, you know, it's like we talked about on this show, man. It's these people's algorithm is lying to them. It's mm-hmm. created a false reality in which they live in, in which no new, no new information has come out. And that's still 2019, and they're falling for the tricks. If you look at the way it was, this whole thing was rolled out, you can see every step of the way, the way they built layer upon layer upon layer of the PSYOP to yeah. get people to fall for it, man. From, from announcing every single person that, caught COVID announcing it everybody imagine if, uh, imagine if you got if you announced on TV everybody that ever got food poisoning would anyone go to a restaurant ever again if every ticker on ESPN was like oh my god Clay Thompson just got food poisoning he's out and then people be like I'm not going to eat at a restaurant everyone's getting fucking food poisoning right now people die imagine if people imagine if they did with the amount of people that died in car crashes Yep. Imagine that. I'll forget about it. People yeah. get, you know, you'd be like, dude, everyone's dying in car. I'm not getting in my fucking car. That's what they did with you. They they pee hacked you. They took all of this information out from its natural order and created a fucking what looked like a, 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 just a cause. A, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, oh, man. 
course, I can't think of it right now. That's kind of like running order. That's not it, but you know, they made you think that there was a theme going on, right? Uh, and chronology, it was, chronology, an, an event is happening, and it's not. It's just they've selected the data they want to show you. Yeah, they're cherry picking, which yeah. creates a you know the the illusion of a situation happening, and they do it all the time. That is the well. The scary thing is is how easy it is for them to do now. I mean, it, it you know it's it's one thing to the next now because we're hearing about we're not meant to know what's going on in fucking Ukraine. You know what I mean? We're just not as humans. We're not meant to know what's going on that far away, and and the and and, and that's what. It's just got to. It's got to be on a very basic level unhealthy for us to have all that, you know, disturbing knowledge knocking around our brains. I really think it's like spiritually unhealthy to consume. I mean, I can news like that. I can see how a kid is freaking out now that masks are gone and all they did was wear masks for the past three years. Well, I, I mean, what was really crying. scary is when children were chastising other children yeah. for not having a mask. Because that's what their parents did. You, they saw their parents doing it. They heard their parents talking about it. And they were just monkey see monkey What's do. that generation going to yeah. be like? Did you mm -hmm. see that at the playground and stuff? You saw kids telling another kid like, hey, oh, hey, I hey. I heard so many stories about I had people. In schools, I got two young kids in schools. This is a common theme. And this actually goes back to that bite method in the sense of thought to where those thoughts are generated to basically accuse and defame anybody who is against the cult, cult ideology. And this is what they do. This is how they entrain their army of plebes to basically fight against the people that are for truth. And it's and it's like and it's long time going. They've been running these experiments on how to get people. But a lot of times the stuff they did in the past was just to see how people would react to it. Right. The War of the Worlds radio station. That was just to see. Could they get people to freak out in a fake story, right? Like that becomes, people talk about, oh, Project Blue Beam's coming. That was the first iteration of it. That was it. Do you think if, yeah, we, bit, if we bitched enough, we can make sure we never have to take our shoes off again? Well, the or is that a never, ever, is that a forever thing? I, I, I'm surprised people, I mean, one guy unsuccessfully did something and people take their shoes off. I, I it's unbelievable. It, it it all comes down to how uncomfortable does it make you? Yeah, mm. the mask sucks. Yeah, and that's why people hate them because. Well, go on. Oh no! Well, you know, the, there's one actual. There's two different aspects of the mask. One thing is Pavlov's dog, right? You basically want to put a muzzle on humanity to control them. And the second aspect of it is with everything that is actually to come. The reason why they wanted the whole world population to be wearing masks is so they can basically test out their artificial intelligence facial recognition software. See, for many oh, years, man, it's about, that's yeah, deep, bro. It is. They wanted to test it out. So for many years. That artificial intelligence had been capturing your facial image through social media and through cameras spread out throughout the whole globe. Yeah. And now what they needed to do is 
increase the accuracy by only showing about 50% of your face. And the way that they actually track this is when you're caught in public or a camera or anything like that. You remember all the people posting the face, the social media pictures with them wearing a mask. What's happening there is that has tagged metadata as well as uh, you remember the contact tracing data that your phone actually puts out with your advertiser ID. That's directly connected to your actual real legitimate information. And then the second thing that you have is triangulation of your position through cell phone towers. They know who you are, where you are and exactly, Exactly what you're doing at any given moment, which means that these these cameras were associating that back end metadata directly with that 50 percent um, efficiency of your face to validate if that artificial intelligence could actually detect depict who you actually were with that small little facial screen that you were shown by wearing a mask. And this is because of what's coming next. This is because of what is about to happen before the year 2030. That's interesting because I know Apple just a couple of weeks ago rolled out this thing where if you want to access your phone via FaceTime, you can now do it with a mask on. It it can just scan your eyes and get you into FaceTime. Well, I I know that's kind of late, though, by the way, on their part. I thought it would take them a lot sooner Like, because you can't do that. You can't pull out. You have to literally pull your mask on. I thought it was going to take them two, three months for them to come up with their software. Why do you think it took so long, Johnny? That's a long time. I'm sorry, right? Apple. Years? Then yeah, they should have been working harder. XG's waiting. Ah, I've been waiting. <laughs> yeah, come on. You know, I it's kind of <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, like, dude, Snapchat just all they have is fucking strippers' faces on that, right? Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. for like during like 2014, every stripper was a dog face, right? A puppy face, and they just had your. And then you even put it on with uh when you do let's say a um. Let's say you do a uh, a fucking uh, avatar. You always make your avatar look like you. Yeah, it's true. Right? I mean, it's just like they connect it with your phone, connect you with that. Well, also, even the avatar thing, a lot of those now require scanning your face. You know, and and, and, and if you look, the, the, uh, the disclaimers you sign, I mean, the agreement you sign when you get those apps that do that shit, it's so long. Like, and, and it all involves how they're handling that data. I, I, you know, I, I and God, I feel like it's you know it's being used in the worst ways, probably. Yeah, it definitely well, it, is. It, it's going to be used in way worse ways coming up, especially when we go into a centralized and I'd say a, a centralized metaverse. Because if we don't decentralize blockchain, if we don't centralize decentralize cryptocurrency in the metaverse now, we're never going to do it, and that is the next prison for our mind that is coming up. Have you, have you guys heard of uh, Dr. Hawari who works with the World Economic Forum and what he's been saying, coming out saying that human beings are nothing but animals and we've learned how to hack the mind. He's and crazy, next- dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is literally a uh, an evil mad scientist. Like, the way this guy talks, there's no way he doesn't do unspeakable horrors behind closed doors. There's no way. When you look at human beings as just simply animals. And him and cops are homies. Oh, uh-huh. They hang out. They do. I mean, you just listen. They're like, they're totally hackable. They're totally hackable. They're totally hackable. And I'm like, oh, man, this guy is dark. It's it's just getting into some fucking more magic shit. And, you know, we've talked about it on the show before. Like, I think the metaverse is a ways away. I, I think like, I mean, they may have it perfected in some military underground base, but right now what, what they're rolling out isn't good at all. I think you're right. And, but, but I, I think my daughters may catch that. Like when they're like 30 something may catch the beginning of 
this like get in here and it, it's oh, like no, I, they're gonna grow I up think they're it. catching that in like when they're like getting into like middle school well they say facebook this new i can't remember the name of the project but it's a it's an ar phone it's a phone that's in augmented reality and the journalists who have demoed it say that it is one of the it's the most impressive tech demo they've seen since the original oculus demos it, it, it you know it's just like a, a like the kind of like sci-fi phone you see that just like appears on your arm or something like that it's something like that so there's something coming and, and if they can they're doing a phone you know they're going to be doing a phone that's every, in your body it's, no it's not i don't know how it projects or where it projects i don't know if it projects in front of you i it, it's, it's heavily uh nda'd you know i mean it, but the people it, who've seen it say that it's 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 damn impressive it's all around you i i don't know i don't know yeah, so so do you remember Back to the Future 2 where Marty was walking down the street and the Jaws trailer comes out and the shark jumps on top of him? Augmented reality is going to be like that, but it's going to be utilized through different types of glasses or goggles or even connected, directly connected to their phone where you can see it through your phone. But they're working on technology right now with basically just contact lenses you put in your eye, and they're already out there. I'm saying with the metaverse... It's going to take 30 years to build it to where it needs to be. But within the next five years, your kids currently will be playing in the metaverse. They'll be going to school in the metaverse. They'll be doing things in the metaverse. Oculus, I mean, has already integrated this, you know, the Facebook metaverse or, or whatever the hell they're calling themselves now. But this is this is a reality and it's coming. And the thing is, is if we let big tech, if we let these techno fascists control this, we're going to be doomed. Uh, I, I'm incredibly worried about it because I've been I've been in crypto since 2015. And, you know, I've been watching this whole progression of technology in the sense of blockchain technology, the integration of what's known as the metaverse, how non-fungibles are actually included into this. And it's speeding up. And right now, the last year, we made the greatest advances in artificial intelligence and machine learning than any other period before. I mean, we made basically like a five to 10 year leap in just one year. Technology is increasing at an ever ever increasing progressive progressive pace and that means that within the next 10 years we're probably going to do what we could have done within 50 to 70 years in just that 10 year period and so i'm telling you it's closer than you think well now you're talking about moore's law there right now i had heard recently that it's not actually in in the past few years it's not been following that exponential rate because mm -hmm. of they've had difficulty uh, miniaturizing uh, silicon. Yep. Is that uh, uh, would have they overcome some of those obstacles, or is that all phony? What do you what do you think there? What I know from people, and I'm not saying I know people, and I'm not going to give names and stuff like that. I don't like those types of people, and I don't want to be one of them. But I, I know people in high tech. I know people in private industry. I know people in military and defense. I worked on advanced weapon systems in the military. That was my primary job. Um, the problem is right now is how many transistors can you get on a chip, right? Mm -hmm. um, with the birth of quantum computing and everything that's moving towards in the sense of quantum architecture, uh, we'll be there within five years. Uh, there is nanotechnology being utilized right now that basically acts as nanocomputers that utilize your body's cells to generate power and transmit wireless frequencies between people and between antennas. That is legit right now. You might have heard of the guy. He was actually arrested January of 2020. His name was Dr. Joseph Lieber. You guys I, ever hear about this guy, yeah, the Harvard professor? Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go into him a little detail for those who haven't heard of him. 
Yeah. So basically, Dr. Joseph Lieber was arrested for trading, basically for lying on his taxes. But in actuality, he was trading with the enemy. So basically what happened is China gave Harvard a whole bunch of money. And Dr. Lieber was given a grant to go over and teach at the Wuhan Institute of Technology right next to the Wuhan uh, a biological weapons lab, uh, go figure. And he was working on basically nanobiomess arrays. And basically what this is, is a uh, kind of like a nano fabric that goes into your body and sits under your skin and absorbs the heat. And through the heat, it utilizes some type of piezoelectric effect to generate an electric current, which would basically transmit out throughout your body and power other nanotechnology. And so you can have nanotransmitters in the body that are basically just powered by this wireless energy that your body is emitting just through exhaustion of heat. Um, he's a pretty brilliant scientist, uh, but that whole thing there with Dr. Joseph Lieber, uh, are you guys familiar with the whole Q, the QAnon thing? Yeah, so are you uh, anti-Q? No, no, I'm not. Oh, um, danger. Danger, danger. Well, well hold on, hold on. Let, let me give you a little background. Well, let me just so, tell you what I think, and then you can tell me what you think, and then Johnny yeah. will tell you what Johnny thinks. Damn. Okay. Like Xavier just going to sit there with this a shitty exciting. grin. Um, so I believe that there could be easily be components of intelligence uh, agencies involved with it. I, I think uh, to get a bunch of people, super paranoid people, to uh, buy into it, you would have to put out a ton of real information, checkable, researchable information. And there was some stuff in it that obviously could have been misinformation, disinformation to uh, take people down a certain path, whether it's like trust the plan, you know, patriots in control, all that crazy stuff. But there was so much of it really open people's minds from the Jeffrey Epstein stuff to the Nexium stuff to the Ukraine to uh to uh the Russian gate like all that stuff ended up being fucking true and, and then the start that that the part that people who don't want to believe in Q, which I totally understand the part they really want to focus on is the, you know, uh, trust the plan, uh, you know, Patriots in control. These people are getting arrested and all that stuff that ended up not happening because what we were hoping is for someone to save us. When in reality, we should always save ourselves. Spot on. 100% right. Uh, does anybody else want to give their take before I give Johnny, mine? please. No, no. no. I, I, I'd rather hear. Okay. I don't want to influence okay. yours. Yeah, please. Oh, you're not. So, uh, Johnny, so say I, what you believe because I think it's important because yeah. I like when you're like, you're not just like buying into everything. You're, well, I you, think I, you softened your take a little bit on it, it seems to me. But I, I, I just, I, I, to me, it's, it's, a lot, it's a lot of word soup. Uh, mm -hmm. If you're going to come out with predictions like that, it's neat. It's it's almost childish to make them so cryptic. What? Why? It, to me, it's clearly designed to get people who think critically invested emotionally. Emotionally, yeah. Okay. Because it, it gives and them I'm the same the same hit that like solving a puzzle or a riddle. I got you. Solved. I got you. I got needlessly. You. Okay. Needlessly. So, you. if it was about disseminating information. And, you know that to, to the benefit of people and not to just kind of obsess people it would have been a much more plain language a lot of it you know a lot of it could be interpreted many different ways like nostradamus I, I, that's how i think and i think a lot of it was it 
intended to pacify uh, people okay. who could otherwise and be doing the, a and, lot. And, and I'm one of those. I try to get into it and I couldn't decode it. And they would send me what it said, and I'm like, I don't fucking see it. And then then you're then you're not woke. Okay, hold, okay. So I was so a QD right. coder. So I got <laughs> my buddy introduced me to Q stuff, and that's actually how I started my podcast. And and so one thing that I did is I did massive research into how this potentially would have started. Um, and here's the thing, and you're right. There's a lot of bullshit within the Q community. I'm going to tell you that straight up. Ninety percent of everything that you hear from people within that community is absolute garbage, and it has no basis in reality, and it has no validation of information. The whole JFK, you know, is still alive stuff, and the whole, you know, in the sense of patriots in control, there is some truth to that. But you have to understand who these people were that potentially were posting, and we got a really good idea of who these people were. Uh, but let me give a little background. So. 2007, there was an incident that happened in Utah with uh, not nuclear weapons, but nuclear weapon components, or that's how they at least said it was. Uh, a three-star general at the Defense Logistics Agency in the United States Air Force was forced into retirement, and, and nine other um, senior officers were also forced into retirement over this. Basically, what happened is a Minuteman three nuclear trigger was declassified out of Minot, North Dakota. And so basically they have it in a locked and sealed container. It's, it has a track record history and somehow it got declassified when it hit the defense logistics agency and labeled as helicopter batteries. Well, that just makes <laughs> complete sense, right? So that helicopter battery, that specific box of helicopter batteries ends up on a plane over to Taiwan and then through Taiwan, through the triads and so forth that operate there. Basically, it's just another criminal uh, sect of China ends up on a boat to China where it is basically um, found by Taiwanese intelligence agencies and returned to the United States. And that's how these people got caught. So what we begin to see is that someone in the United States military was selling weapons to China at a very high level. This general, three-star general Kevin Sullivan, is one of the people who got retired. I'll talk about him in a second because he's oh, important. In what Oh, you know the name. Well, I, I well, I think it gets into this guy who is like calling China about Trump and nuclear plans, like this woke. I like I I I didn't mean to derail you, but it's like yeah. there's treason going on at a level we've never seen before or in a long time. And I, I mean, like I'm starting to think if Benedict Arnold was around today, he would end up with a job on CNN. Like <laughs> he would. nothing he would happen would. to him. Nothing would happen to him. <laughs> Okay, so here's the interesting thing. At the Defense Logistics Agency, there is one company that oversaw all the high-level technology and weapon systems. This company was called EG&G. Oh, you ever heard of them? No. Bob Lazar, Area 51 S4. That's the same company that Bob Lazar worked for in the early uh, in the 1980s, EG&G. Well, this was the same company at the Defense Logistics Agency that oversaw all the high-level technology. So this wasn't Miniman 3 nuclear triggers that we're talking about here. This was something else, high-level technology in the United States arsenal. Now, this is the first indication that we get that there's certain secrets that are being sent over to China. Now, when these types of things happen, you have these broken arrow situations that occur in the military chain of command when you lose a nuclear missile. But when these high-level technologies are being proposedly sold and someone on the inside is infiltrated, you can't trust the president. You can't trust the majority of the Congress and the Senate. And so you would actually go out there and formulate a board and find someone who would actually be trustworthy, someone who spent 
a lifetime in politics, someone who's probably on the Nuclear Regulatory Commission, someone who's on the Armed Forces Defense Committee. Um, and that guy at that time in the circa 2007 was a guy by the name of Jeff Sessions. Now, let alone what you think of Jeff Sessions or not, is we know that there is a project funding for this, that basically the military opened an investigation into how that had happened. Well, Barack Obama came in immediately afterwards and basically reduced the funding and got rid of all the old generals that were basically constitutionalists in our military during oh, this time. snaps. That's right. And so this project basically goes into the DIA and eventually the NSA and the NSA basically begins looking into this project to find out who potentially selling state secrets to China. And they start basically tapping the phones of senators, congressmen and other you know, lobbyists and so forth to find out who's doing it. Well, you know how this ends. Edward Snowden basically gets sent over by his, uh, you know, John Brennan's protege, Edward Snowden, gets sent over to the NSA, infiltrates this project, and releases it to the world. And this was the whole beginning of this information um, distribution, WikiLeaks, and everything else, and this information warfare that begins to curtail at this point. WikiLeaks comes out, obviously Hillary Clinton's emails. We have Pizzagate going on at the same time. You have congressmen like... Uh, What's his name? Uh, Human Aberdeen's husband, Wiener, you know, getting his shirtless pictures that he's sending the 15 year olds being put out there. You have Hillary Clinton's Secret Service agents, you know, uh, hiring prostitutes in South America. All of this information is coming out. Why? Because there's information going information warfare happening between both parties back and forth of this group in the military that's basically trying to uncover this who is just shut down. And you got to remember who's in charge of the NSA and the DIA at this time. In charge of the Defense Intelligence Agency is General Michael Flynn. And in charge of the NSA, the National Security Agency, is Admiral Mike Rogers. These are the two people who are critical points into the Trump presidency and helping Trump get elected. And you got to understand that they're directly connected into the investigation of this information. And the other part is why we know this for a fact. Hillary Clinton's emails have been shown to have massively top secret information in them, known above top secret or as special access programs. This is top secret SCI uh, with basically what's known as special access program. We have to be read into it. If you ever known about Bob Lazar, you had to be read into these programs and know them. Um, Inspector General Mc, um, McCullough, who was testifying in front of the Senate Intelligence Committee, was asked, what was on these emails that's so classified? He goes, I can't tell you that. It's classified. And he goes, well, and the chairman's like, well, what do you mean it's classified? I, we, let's go to a closed-door session. He goes, I can't. It's classified. He goes, sir, I had the highest, I had the highest security clearance in our government, and I had to be read into this program, and they wouldn't even tell me what it was really about. That's how classified these projects were. So what was in Hillary Clinton's emails that was so highly classified that the people with the highest security clearances in our government could not know about it. Well, we found out once Trump came into office, and this ties directly into the whole Q thing. So think about this. The Horowitz report comes out and does this whole thing on Hillary Clinton's email and her private server. They find metadata in her private server that's running a script that basically sends every email that she replies to or forwards to back to her other email, right? They find that the these uh, the script sends these emails to a private email server. Yep. Yep. 
and yep. that email server, well, if I'm wrong, is connected to a Chinese shipping company. There it is. And, which is connected to the Chinese government. So Hillary Clinton was sending the Chinese government top secret fucking documents in real fucking time. Right. But what were the what was the content of those documents? Oh no. Do you know? No. You know. We do know. And we can see this because of what Trump did and Mike Pompeo did immediately when they came into office in 2016. Are you ready for this? Yeah. So in 2008, Barack Obama basically created a series of programs of educational exchange with China. Uh, immediately when Trump administration came into power, they shut down what's known as a thousand talents program with China. Uh, basically, what was happening is China was paying these institutions large sums of money and then going and targeting specific professors and bringing them over to China. And then they would most likely blackmail them from that point for whatever information they had. Now, if you know this, there is 28 college professors from 2018 to 2020 that were arrested under the Trump administration, including Dr. Joseph Lieber. Every single one of them, every single one had a Department of Energy or a Department of Defense grant that they were working on that was classified top secret. What were the types of content that they were working on in these projects? Space materials, weapon systems, plasma energy systems, nanotechnology. Where do you think we get this level of technology from? It sounds like Bob Lazar might have been right. We were reverse engineering this. You remember Bob Lazar on his documentary? Oh, he snaps. said, Bob Lazar said, he said that if, if we ever want to reverse engineer this technology, we have to get it out of the compartmentalization and put it into the universities and tell them it was made here and they need to reverse engineer it. Oh. Yeah. So that's uh, what was being dude, sent I'm over into, the China. So, so which, which is my whole theory on why everybody... I think it's bombarded into us that we'll never be able to compete with China. And reality is China is a paper tiger in the sense that they have zero. They have fucked creativity out of their fucking country. Now, I, I, I've been to China. China's very nice. I like I don't hate people. Why do you but, think you, you think, though, that they want us to view China as a. Uh, as powerful, power. but but not Russia. What? Why do you you kind of feel differently? But see, I kind of I feel the same way about Russia too. But you you seem to think that that's a, a trick. Well, I, I'm not sitting there telling you that China it wouldn't be there wouldn't be a great war. I don't I'm think just, anybody's saying that. I I, I think well, it's just I, like, I think that what they're what what we're constantly being told. The U.S. empire is done, and you know my opinion on that. I'm against imperialism, so I'm fine with that. Yeah. But, like, we're done. China's the new sheriff in town, and they're going to, they're, they're, you know, it's like, oh, man, we're fucked. Well, in Russia, they're telling us their military is garbage, and, like, we'll just roll right through them, which is what they told us about fucking uh which is what they told us about Iraq and Afghanistan. And yes, those armies that we fought were most likely on our payroll, right? But like that yeah, illusion. That's different than that. What, what, what kind of war are you talking about? Like a war in Ukraine to just kick them out of Ukraine? Is that what you mean? Well, I mean, like they keep talking about basically going to uh, the war in Ukraine. If we sent U.S. military into Ukraine, I can't think that, do it. It's the I end think of the that's, world. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. No, I, I agree. But, but we're constantly being told what a there. shitty army. Yeah, I, I guess my point is that Russia, the army is overhyped. But so, I mean, think, look at what Afghanistan did with a bunch of, you know, Kalashnikovs. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. but I, 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 that's my point, Johnny. What they're telling us is that, oh. I think both can be true, is what I'm saying. It can be a, it can be a but, terrible but idea, and like Russia's military Dick can Cheney's also be like, terrible. They're going like, to just love us over there. They're going to high-five us as we roll through. Well, that's what Russia thought going into Ukraine, if you believe the narrative. Well, I, I believe that they're trying to tell us that Russia's is dog shit and this is going to be an easy fight. And I don't think it is. I think Russia is dog shit but and I, it would be a disaster. That's what well, I think. What if we're helping out Ukraine more than we think? What? What if we're helping out the Ukraine more than they tell us? I, I would. We, are, we, we, we got Americans there already. There, there's American uh, special services operators there, U.S. intelligence course, agents already is. operating, special forces units already in Ukraine. What do you think of the Russian military? Do you think it's this top flight military? Um, I, I wouldn't mess with Russia. I wouldn't mess I wouldn't, with Russia I wouldn't mess either. With Russia. I wouldn't mess with Russia either, dude. I wouldn't mess with anybody. I think we should all just stay home. <laughs> 100%. But do you understand? Mind what our business. So what I, what I come to, whatever they're telling us, assume the opposite is true in some form. Like, you know, there's truth to everything. That's the universe duality. But sometimes there's more truth than there is lie, and sometimes there's more lie than there is truth. But you were right? saying the thing that's going to, uh, like, uh, like, What's going to fuck up China is that they're not creative enough towards us. If we ever went to war with them. Is like through communism, they killed off all of their hundred days of whatever it was where you could say whatever you want about the government. And then they took all the people who were talking mad shit and killed them off. That does real damage to your ability to create. You kill off the creative people. And then they did ethnic cleansing because China used to have like 350 different ethnic Chinese. Now it's down to 50. And one of those groups is like 90% of the country or 95% of the country. So they've killed off most of that. Then through communism, you start telling people like they have a weird kind of communism over there where it's like they have jobs, but everything's owned by the government. But they're placing you in play. Oh, you're doing this job. You're doing that job oh we're gonna take this business give it to another person because that's because that's communism right and you don't allow people to do what they become as creative as they are that's why they're jacking everything from us i'm sorry like dude i'm not trying to make fun of uh, stuff but i mean like i watch them in the airports man they can barely find their their way around okay i'm sorry like i don't care i'm like yeah i agree with you they're really good (laughs) at like math and stuff like that that's systems dude okay they're very I'm, autonomous they're very they're very just kind of uh no personality collective, it's kind of like a blankless right? body with no soul sometimes when they're, they're not bad people i've been to china they're the nicest i again i do not have problems with people i don't think people are bad i don't think groups are bad i think groups have bad people that try to make the whole group look bad and pay the price for the whole group that's yeah. every group you're ever in dude i mean yeah. like dude we could say, take any group i'm just gonna take my own group armenians when i moved to la dude people hated armenians why because they had a couple taxi drivers that were assholes so they assumed the whole group was like and guess <laughs> what you could openly talk about that in la 
We had a genocide. Million people died. Nobody's like, oh, dude, the genocide. You start talking like that, genocide's going to happen again. doesn't happen like that. It's the group at the top causes chaos at the bottom. In the Armenian thing, it's the groups who drive the task taxis that cause everybody the fucking hate. <laughs> so the point is, it's like, again, I, I have zero problems with the Chinese people. Chinese culture is wonderful. What we have, and I like, dude, I'm really starting to think that's not even China. The government, it's the World yeah. Economic Forum, black nobility that has their fucking hands. I mean, look at what they're pushing. They're pushing, the World Economic Forum is pushing. It's everything that China has been implemented. And you go, well, look, that means Chinese. No, if you know anything, you know fucking social credit score was started by U.S. intelligence services. And if you really go deeper, like, and it is this whole shows, um, or, or I should, can only speak for myself, that all of our U.S intelligence systems agencies are just basically jesuits and they're doing the fucking they're the police for the world banking organization which is the black nobility that is my 100 percent belief and there's been nothing no matter how many times people challenge me on it they've shown me nothing that counters that the head of the the guy who created the fbi got the jesuit lifetime achievement award <laughs> <laughs> i mean dude i mean you just see it happening when you take a look at like crime organizations Organizations like across in the United States, Latin America, and Europe. What do they all have in common? Catholicism. They're all Catholic based. Fucking Irish, Italian, Latinos. They're all Irish based cultures, man. And they all have churches that they go to. And we've always seen that these fucking these these fucking crime bosses always have a relationship with the church. That's, that's, uh, well, that's Putin. I mean, he's got his right-hand guy in the dude, Russian Dude, I told you, Russian man, church, yeah. in my humble opinion, Putin is there to keep the fucking Russians down. And can, I, can I just tag that Russian thing? Really, I think where we disagree, is, is, and I've thought about it, is, is here. I think the, 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 the powers that be know that if boots on the ground, American boots on the ground in Ukraine, it's a slippery slope to tactical nukes which is a slippery slope to the end of the fucking world. I don't think they want that. I think what they want is to gen up fear and, and, and you know, loose jacking or whatever with the end in mind of selling more weapons and increasing the defense budget, which is, you know, just a black hole. Yeah. Who knows where it goes? That, that's, I think, where we disagree. Right, so. so my whole thing, and I'd love to hear your opinion on this, Yeah, is um, my whole thing is that they have to man for these big things they have to manifest it they have to manifest us allowing them to go into the ukraine tiny little things they can get away with it and that's why they're done black ops style because if we found out the whole fucking the group as a whole will push back and say no and then shit starts getting shut down so they can do it on tiny 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 little fucking operations here or there but and the large thing these sorcerers need to get us to manifest them um, the manifestation of World War Three, the manifestation of that Al Qaeda caused 9-11, the manifestation of Saddam Hussein as nukes. That's what they need. They need us to buy into and create this energy force, which allows these fucking sorcerers to go do what they're going to do. 
Isn't that the definition I gave you uh, black magic? Yes. 100%. Exactly that. That's exactly what they do. And so, you know, what's happening right now in Ukraine and Russia is, is quite interesting. We've been looking in this in the geopolitical situation for a long time. Um, and we, I look at it just a little bit differently. One thing that I said about two and a half years ago is we're going to see what we call the global firestorm event. The global forest firestorm event is going to bring about World War III between China and Taiwan, Iran and Israel, and Russia and Eastern Europe. And the United States will have to get involved at all those points. You're going to have global economic collapse. You're going to have uh, cyber attacks on infrastructure. You're going to have political, social, and cultural instability, which are all going to curtail to basically the collapse of the globe so they can build it back better during the great reset and they have to do it this way because there's uh there's too many things at stake and that if they don't they're going to try to take back the the gop is going to try to take back the conservatives really are going to try to take back power in november and if they do those people's heads are going to roll at least we would hope so and so they cannot allow that to happen and, and you got to wonder when you expend your ammunition that you have it's most likely before that time frame so that's how we actually came up with that but what's happening in russia and ukraine right now is exactly as predicted i said that a while back that China went rogue from the globalist multinationalists. And basically what you have is you have the formulation of a new world order coming about. You have a techno-fascist totalitarian state on one side, and then you have a nation-state derived new world order where states or nations keep their individual sovereignty and their people get to keep whatever a rule of law of that land is there in, in this new world order that comes about. And so Russia and China, I'm looking at is two rogue agents in this global stage that are basically fighting for a nation state derived new world order. That's why they took the plans of the world economic forum and created the new silk road that just happened through the economic sanctions that Joe Biden put on Russia. Russia went out there back to Rupal on gold, went out there, made trade deals with Pakistan, India, Saudi Arabia, China, Northern Africa. That's exactly what was proposed in 2019 by the world economic forum, the new silk road, except for the, fact that it would be under one global currency controlled and basically controlled by multinationalists and bankers but this one is actually controlled by the russian central bank the chinese central bank and the saudis all collaborating together and so we're seeing just kind of like this chaos that is unfolding in the world i agree that if american troops go in there that we're going to see world war three and i think that this is what's happening is nato wants to get in there and take out russia before this progresses any further because they understand that russia and china are rogue entities to this globalist order and so nato wants to get in there they want to hide all the evidence of their bioweapons lab they want to hide all the evidence of the money laundering the criminal corruption throughout ukraine the toppling of their government back in 2014 by the united states of america who created the the made a massacre there in Ukraine. Um, so they want to hide all this evidence and they want to basically take out Russia as fast as possible. So China doesn't have the ability to basically stand up and ally with them in a militaristic standpoint. And so they're trying to basically curtail the narrative in the media. Hey, they got bioweapons. They're going to use bioweapons. Hey, they, they hit a, they hit Chernobyl and it's leaking radiation. All of these things were absolute garbage and BS. They never happened. Oh, they just bombed Maripol and killed all these civilians or uh, the Bosch 
Massacre. In the Bushkin Massacre, the Azov troops, the Ukrainian military, the Nazi regiments in Ukraine were seen and videotaped. We have video evidence of this. An hour before the Bushka uh, massacre, pulling those same people out of their cars. These people have white armbands, which represent that they're with the Russian Federation. They're carrying green Russian humanitarian bags given to them by the Russian military. And an hour later, they're slaughtered. And the Azov troops are the ones filming it saying Russia did this. Russia did this. It's all propaganda and BS that's coming out of Ukraine. I don't support Russia or Ukraine in this matter, but I, su- I support what Putin is trying to do. And I think that he's trying to save the sovereignty of his nation because Xi, Xi Jinping and Vladimir Putin both realize that if the globalists, these, these, uh, the old Italian black, no- or the old black nobility get their way, that nation states will lose all their power. Putin and Xi Jinping will no longer have power and their people will become slaves to a global order that nobody will be able to basically get out of. And so that's why I think what's happening right now between Russia and Ukraine. So all this stuff coming out of Russia, uh, China about Shanghai and all that, uh, there is a large, large segment on the far left, uh, that has been talking for a very long time about how a lot of the stuff coming out of China is uh, military-industrial complex, uh, red scare, and that's not real. It's all being made up. Uh, they're talking about the... Uh, we've had guests on before. Excuse me, everybody. My apologies. We've had guests come from before come on and talk about how the Uyghur uh, camps are not concentration camps. Uh, that people have talked about how if they're really going after Muslims, how come no Muslim country has come out and condemned it? Uh, what are your thoughts on like this shutdown of uh, Shanghai and how they're telling us that they're killing all these people off? Uh, is it fear mongering to get us to hate the Chinese more? What is your thoughts? I think that we're dealing with an act of bio warfare that is outbreaking in China right now. Um, Last night we did an. You guys probably heard or saw that Doctor Artist came out with that documentary called Watch the Water. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I I don't recommend that one with Stu Peters. I actually recommend his other shows that he's done after because a lot of clarification came about. And and I think that that documentary was made more for hype than it was actually present a factual basis. But we've been doing a lot of research on this and their parallels are there. They actually within the actual coronavirus patents. They utilize crate and cobra venom in the production of those viruses to stabilize the spike protein. And so we know that they genetically altered the virus, the spike protein, not the virus, the spike protein with snake and cobra or snake and crate venom, as well as other snail venom, poisonous snail venom. Um, And we actually have the studies that show that uh, they had toxins found, toxin peptides found within the feces in the urine. This is a peer reviewed study of only COVID-19 patients. And these peptides were found to be directly related to crates, cobras and snails and poisonous snails. So it's pretty damning evidence that something was done in the sense of genetical modification you probably utilizing CRISPR to that spike protein with hiv with uh in, with snake venom as well now what we think is happening here and we found within the patents they have seven different variations of the spike protein including uh, mers one middle eastern respiratory syndrome which kills 30 percent of anything it touches 
But they also had different vectors for transmission with these spike proteins. And you can see this through their own research. And the different vectors are pigs, sheep, cows. And what we were thinking what they were actually going to do is when they release this virus on the world is that they were going to put it into the livestock originally, allow it to mutate and then be transferred to human beings from the livestock. That way it mitigates all responsibility back to the actual creation of the virus. And that's why they had these. But if you look what's happening in China right now with Shanghai, they're slaughtering all the animals. The dogs, the cats, the livestock, the chickens, they're destroying all the crops, all the gardens and crops, they're destroying them. you got to ask yourself why. One thing that they all have in common is water. Who controls the chemical additives that go into the water supplies throughout the world? The pharmaceutical companies. Who created the spike protein? The pharmaceutical companies. And so it would be a great vector of transmission is utilizing the water in each country to genetically target various different peoples in geographic regions. And I think that that's what's happening right now in Shanghai. And that's why they're taking the precautions. They're being draconian as to do this. They're being incredibly totalitarian in their approach because I think they understand the severity of what happens if this thing does it does and is allowed to spread. And I think this is biowarfare by the globalists against China for China turning on the globalists and teaming up with Russia. This is so interesting. It's just super interesting. I mean, like, I just can't trust anything I see coming out of China because they had those fucking videos of people fucking falling down. They told us that was from coronavirus. But then later on, we started to see people who got the vaccine start doing that stuff, start falling back. And, you know, you're like, were they were those videos of vaccine people falling and stuff like that? It's super duper interesting what's the name of the drug i can't say johnny remdesivir remdesivir that's a big thing i've been talking about lately because i would see all these nurses coming on going they're killing people with this remdesivir remdesivir okay Mm -hmm. and when you look at what remdesivir does it does the same thing that snake venom does which is fucking cause uh kidney failure and stuff like that. And here well, we well, go. The, that was the logic was that the ventilators wasn't killing him. It was the actual shot. Yeah, yeah, which I can get into as well because that that doesn't make the pharmaceutical companies look bad. But if you take a look at the history of remdesivir, right? Oh, you take a look at that. It is the exact same game plan as AIDS. It's the exact same game plan. They tested a drug out for one thing. It was lethal. Remdesivir had a 55% fatality rate. And what what does Fauci do? He takes it from there and he puts it into COVID, right? And he starts hitting you with fucking COVID for a virus and that's debatable there as well (laughs) for something. I'll show you the FDA documents. They said they never isolated it for the test. I'm just telling you. When I say that, everybody gets fucking nuts on me. Okay? (laughs) But when they fucking, for a quote-unquote virus, that a 99.6% survival rate. Okay? Yep. And now we're talking, now now they're telling you that this vaccine has a 90% survival rate. That's still better than remdesivir, okay? Remdesivir. That's still better, okay? 
Why are they giving you a drug? Why are they giving your family members that you love a drug they saw have over a 50% kill rate for a virus that has a 99.6% death rate? Because it makes you run to go get the fucking vaccine. That's why. So the other interesting aspect about this whole snake venom thing is the snake venom itself is a down regulator is something known as your uh, angiotensin converting enzyme. If you know that COVID actually goes in and attacks the furin cleavage right there, and that allows it to latch onto the ACE2 receptor, that ACE2 receptor is the angiotensin converting enzyme too. This is really, really interesting because my research before any of this stuff came out, I was already doing research on the ACE receptors and that whole process that comes about through its inhibition because of the monoamines that it affects. And basically what it does is it affects your neurological system and down regulates the production of dopamine and serotonin and basically degrades your whole neurological system. So we have a lot of people with the vaccine getting neurological disorders. Now there's a gene out there known as SLC18A2 and this is uh, expresses something known as the VMAT2. You ever heard of this? The VMAT2? I have heard the VMAT too. This I is have called no the, clue the what it is. It's called the God gene. Um, you, there you we go. Do- the yep, God the God gene. And that's what yep. they're trying to fucking reprogram, right? There Which you makes go. you so no longer, dude. That was a big thing a couple of years, like a year ago. People were talking about that. They're going. Remember, Johnny? We've done shows on that where they're going after the VMAT too. Yep, they're going after the VMAT too. So I had Dr. Dean Radin. He's the uh, chairman of the Institute of Noetic Science by Edgar Mitchell. Um, He used to work for SRI, uh, Stanford Research Initiative, back in the 1980s, which worked with the CIA on remote viewing, SIA, uh, um, you know, psychic telekinesis and all these types of things. And he talked about a study that they did, and they found a specific gene that was expressed in people who believed in God, who believed in psychic powers, who believed in in spirituals and miracles and this was known as the bmat2 gene and that in other people who don't believe in god primarily atheists and so forth they don't have this gene expressed within them now what they found and there's this video of bill gates or something in the cia we haven't validated the authenticity but it's talking about down regulation of the bmat2 gene expression and one of the best ways to downgrade that is is through the ace2 receptors and if you down regulate that what happens is that gene stops expressing and basically you lose or you feel this loss of connection to god and what's really happening is it turns off your third eye, your connection to God. It turns it completely off. And I think that it actually suppresses consciousness to a high level and degree. And I think that that's what is in the vaccine. I think that the vaccine is the, and I'm not biblical at all, by the way, I think the vaccine is the biblical mark of the beast. I think that there's graphene oxide in there, which is made out of carbon. Carbon has six protons, six neutrons, six electrons, which is six, six, six. And that the vaccine is actually the mark of the beast. Because if you remember, if you go to revelation 17, they say that upon her head was written the word mystery, Babylon, that the market beast would be putting upon your head, your forehead, and it's the X. The X of the beast crosses out the connection that you have with your third eye. That would be the downgrade, the, the down regulation of your VMAT gene in your body with basically allowed nanotechnology to be integrated at the same time to control you from that point because you basically become unconscious. You become docile in my, my perspective. Uh, I mean, 
they did a survey in Canada of people mm-hmm. who got triple vax versus not vax and asked them what they thought, asked them, asked them, asked them about what they thought about uh, the Ukraine. The people who were triple vax were all for World War Three, and the people who weren't vax were like, uh-uh, this is, doesn't sound like a good idea to me. And, you know, it's just the truth in, in that you can't say of everybody, people made their decisions, people and when you, loved. And you would assume it would be the opposite because someone that takes a vaccine takes it to save people. Yeah, well. And they're the ones that go, want to go into World War Three, which means what? Kill people. Yeah. It, it is kind of crazy, right? You see that yeah. happen all the time, dude. The flip-flopping of everything, you know? And uh, it's just the way it is, dude. It's just like people, you know, um, you know, Mental gymnastics is a real fucking thing, dude. <laughs> and it's it's based on sorcery, dude. It's the way people can just be like, my body, my choice, except for when it comes to a vaccine. Right? Yeah. And you flip it the other way as well. And that's why I, I go, dude, I don't get into the moral discussion. The government should never tell you what to do with your body. I don't want to get into nothing even past that. The answer is nope, nope. Nope, nope, nope. Whatever you want to do. No matter, no matter what it is, dude. No matter if my own personal opinion on something is, I don't even get there. It is nope, 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 nope. That's it. End of discussion. And that, and that's where we're at. And this is all sorcery. It's all sorcery, dude. And I just can't express to you enough the importance. I know we talked about it in the last episode, and I just want to double up on it. It's like. Turning the TV off, getting off of social media, man. I've been off Reddit for a week. I, I missed it, and now I'm just like, ah, oh, none of that toxicity. What are you doing with your phone now? No porn, no, no Reddit. No porn, no Reddit. I, I, I really, nothing. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to create skills. Your phone's like lasting. The battery's lasting like for weeks now, and you're like, this is amazing. It's unbelievable, dude. Like, I lost a phone, right? And I was kind of scared about it. And then I realized, who gives a fuck? There's nothing on the phone for them to steal. There's just nothing mm-hmm. there anymore. I just, all the shadiness is gone. All the weirdness is gone. Uh, you know, I don't put any of my banking information on my social media phone. There's nothing to jack from there. It is just is what it is. And I'm over it, you know? You know, at the Red Pill Projects, we have a motto. So when we went through all the censorship and I started seeing kind of the various different uh, types of of uh, conspiracies that were evolving that really had no basis, kind of like a lot of the stuff we were talking about with the Q stuff is a lot of that shit is just absolute garbage. So we created a motto. And basically the motto is, is never believe anything anybody tells you, no matter who they are, or what authority they possess or profess or pro- possess, unless you can prove it with your own volition through your own experiences within your own beliefs and that holds true is that you know what we have to control the structure of information that comes into our mind because if we don't someone else will yeah i i have these rules they're called the rules of the ronin mm-hmm. and it's just basically i don't defend anybody i don't know i'm defending decision i wasn't a part of uh you know i'm not part of any group i'm not part of any fucking group dude i am not like that's i get but, you know, friends of mine always bust my balls. You're a fucking cult leader. Worst cult leader <laughs> ever, dude. Like, I don't want anybody to follow me. I want everyone to be their own boss, yeah. their own 
Ronan, be your own fucking Ronan. And if anything, he just wants to watch you and your wife fuck. Yeah, that's, that's it. I mean, that's as that's culty weird. as it gets. And not on a sexual <laughs> way. I just kind of want to give some tips for better love, <laughs> which is Johnny's going to be doing a podcast on one of my Patreons, How to Make Better Love with Johnny Woodard. It's just 10 minutes of just all sizzle, brother. But the point is, it's like, you know, it's like you could you could get really upset about everything you see on the news. You could get so upset about it. You get upset about the trauma done to your, your, your ancestors. You can get upset about that. You get upset about where you were born into and what's going on. You get upset about that. But that's, that's them winning. Like yep. you, you have to use all that darkness to inspire your light, to fucking work harder, change your family's fucking uh, your trajectory. It's up to you. If you're in a place where you're not happy, man, or financially not good, it's probably because nobody in your family ever fucking tried to break out the economic system they were in. They just wanted to pay the bills and do their job, and that doesn't mean they're bad people because that's fine. But if you're if you're in an economic situation that you're not happy with, it's directly related to the decisions you've made and the chances you've taken, the actions you've taken. That's it. And that, like you can totally change it. We can get all worried about everything going on in the world. We can. You can get fucking lost in it. You know, World War Three, fucking BLM, all the shit. Or you can just get super local, bro. Get super local. Fucking really inside. Sit down. You know, when trouble comes, you deal with it. You do everything on a local thing. I'm telling you, bro. I'm telling you, man. Every it's. It's so amazing how much fucking pain and suffering comes from this fucking computer, man. These computers are dark arts, bro. For as great as as they are, they, there's a lot of darkness. These phones now, they take and they they just put it into your everything into your fucking all the time. I, all my friends just constantly just keep looking at their phone. Yeah. And I know you're like, I'm trying to get off it to best of my ability. Every day I'm getting you're down 20% for screen time. I'm like, okay. Oh, dude. I turned that thing off. I don't need to know how much I'm on my phone. It's, it was it's, shaming you. Yeah, it's sad. It shames me. Like, yeah, I don't need to well, know. I mean, like you're just getting lost into like bad hot chick comedy on TikTok. <laughs> Watch me bounce my tits and everybody stare. Is that crazy? You're like, no. It's that's, so that's bad. The, yeah. It's hot chick comedy is going to be the destruction of of civilization and the thing is the videos would get just as many views if they weren't trying to be funny right yeah, just, 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 just like yeah yeah uh-huh uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, that's just how it is dude release that which no longer serves you and that's another model right there is get rid of the things in your life that bring you absolutely no benefit don't progress your evolution as a spiritual and human being um you know the socrates used to say and this is also within the hermetic axia is you know tipsum uh, ipsum tenosis is know thyself and knowing thyself is so critically important that's what you're talking about here is look within start learning about yourself and who you are you know this is an interesting pers uh, perspective is that I can't know Sam. I can't be inside of his mind. I can't see his thoughts. I can't experience who he is. What happens is, is certain aspects of Sam reflect into me, 
the things that I know about myself and understand about myself and they reflect and they vibrate and resonate with those things inside myself that I know about myself. And that causes basically a relationship of, Hey, I, this guy's cool. Or I like this guy or this guy's an asshole or whatever it might be is that I can never truly know anybody except myself. And that for, therefore all relationships are merely a reflection of how well I know myself. And the same thing goes for God. And that's really what's meant about this. Know thyself is the more that you know yourself, the more that you learn and un- discover inside what and who you are, the more you can learn and experience the world, the more beauty you'll see in nature, the more love that you can have in relationships, the more knowledge and information that you can pull from it all, because your understanding of yourself is the foundational basis of all the environmental stimulants that are coming into your, your mind. It's just like you're, you're on a path, you're part of the universe, you're on a path and this is your journey. And the more you look into yourself, the more you understand your journey and understand not just where you're coming from, but where you're going. And it's, it's just like, again, man, I love all religions. I'm not, I don't, I don't get mad at religions. I, I think religions are paradigms and it's, and it goes back to magic. There's no white, there's no black. There's just how you mm-hmm. use it. Right. And that's how we label it. And that's the same thing with religion. I don't care if it's Judaism, Islam, Christianity. It's like, there's, there's, there's no bad. It's just bad people. It's like when I was taking martial arts, my my Sifu once said, you know, the problem with martial arts is bad people can use it too. And that's just the way it is, man. There's no, you know, there's no such thing as bad martial arts or or bad martial arts. There's just, um, there's just people who use it the wrong way to hurt other people. It's like guns. Yeah. Same thing with guns, man. You can get rid of guns all you want. There's still going to be violence because there's still going to be quote unquote bad people, man. And that's it. So when you know thyself, you're understanding what is your path. Okay. And it's just, it's just, again, I mean, I know we talked about last episode, but I can't say this enough, man. It's just like, play the fucking game, man. Play the fucking game of life when you're losing it on what's happening on the internet. Everything is affecting you. You're 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 not playing the game right. And like again, I don't know. Like you know, this book of the Kabbalion. It says something so smart in it. It is like there is a, a, only a fool could tell you what God is, and that's so profound, man. It's so fucking profound because God is so if. if if, if we know that we're all, if we are, if we are all the universe inside of us, and we know that these meat suits, from and maybe you don't know this, but that's my belief is that these meat suits are purposely, purposefully limiting, so that we can't just use our superpowers and dominate everything. But we actually have to use our head and use our brains, and we have to figure everything out and go through it instead of just dominating it, learning from it than just dominating it. It's like putting in the time of life. Like life is like being a stand-up comic. You go straight to the best stuff, you're going to fail miserably. You have to go through it to get to it. And that's what this these meat suits do. So if we know our meat suits are, are limiting us, why wouldn't our brain is? When they say you're only using 10% of your brain, maybe that's we're only using 10% of our spiritual energy. Because if we used all of our energy, we would just dominate. We would never learn anything. We would be like, you know, uh, like who's a, a 
Tracy McGrady in basketball was just the most physical super freak. But the minute he lost his fucking, his athleticism, his game just disappeared because he never worked on fundamentals, right? So this this limitation of these these uh, sumo fat suits that we wear, yeah. right, are, are making us learn skills in life. So if you keep fucking doing all these fucking showing, like fucking marching and riding and all that stuff, you're not playing the game because you're not working on yourself. You got to work on yourself, man. You got to work on yourself, dude. That's the only way you change anything. And if you're miserable in your life, if you're miserable in your fucking life, man, Figure it the fuck out what will make you. I don't know. You know. You're just afraid to say it because you're afraid that you may not achieve it and you'll fail. So you'd rather stay in misery than fucking fail. Fail. Everyone you've ever known that was successful failed. You only seen the successes. The failure is the, is the admission to success. Think big. Because guess what? If you shoot for that, maybe you'll hit here and you'll fucking be the happiest person you ever seen. You'll right? be happier than if you didn't do it. Yeah? I mean, I'll tell you that fail. much. I'll tell you that much. Fail. Fail, dude. Be, don't be afraid. Go for it. So I'm tired. I'm be- Fail, dude. Do it. Be tired. I, you always ask people, oh, oh, I, I, I work too. They ask those people, what's your biggest regret? I work too hard. I guarantee you those people work for somebody else. It's like you were saying with the paycheck. I guarantee yeah, you, yeah. dude. Nobody that built their own empire and fucking was happy and created a great life is like I work too much. It's like, nah, man. What do, what do I? What am I? What? If, what would I change, dude? I, 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 at this point, nothing. I would have gotten a Krav Maga black belt earlier. That's about it. That's about it, man. I that, think that thing is in the context of spending more time with your family, though, right? What, right. I mean, how do you balance that? What would you say? Uh, well, I mean, like, because hey, you, you can't do both, right? I, Kenya, I don't know. I mean, like, I would love to spend every waking hour with my children, but guess what? It's we're going to be living in a box on the fucking sidewalk. See, okay, okay, but but here's what it is: Sam's tired. Sometimes Sam's with the kids. He's tired. We get off a plane. I'm like, "What are you doing?" And I'm going to sleep because I fucking partied and I'm tired from the flight. We had a layover. Sam's like, "I gotta go to a Miami meeting and I gotta see the babies." Yeah, and so, he's exhausted. He's like, "I'm gonna stop by Starbucks, but it's gonna fucking happen." But when you see them running around happy and everyone's like, "I," we brought them to an Easter thing and people are like, "Those are the two happiest babies," and I'm like, "Okay." I die a little early because I fucking had to go hard in the pain. Yeah. But at the end of the day, that's what's I just think I, those deathbed survey things are a lot like uh, asking people what their regrets are. And they're usually, they're not, I wish I'd made more money or worked more. It's like, I wish I'd spent more time with the people I cared about and loved. Right, right, right. So there's a, it's a balancing act, right? There is a balancing I think act. Make hay while the sun shines while you're young, you know, to put the work in. Right. And then let it pay off in your old right. age if you can. Right. But if you're old, that doesn't mean it's too late. I don't think it's ever too late. No, I don't. I either. think it's just like make a list and go for it. I understand what you're saying, Johnny, because they yeah. do say that. But I also know that, like, you know what? The people who worked the smartest and hardest tend to achieve their goals in life. And then, you know, there's people who's like their family trajectory was here and they just bang it here and like at the end of the day your family flourishes to another level because you went hard in the paint that's all i gotta say and like at the end of the day i don't know i couldn't even relax if i wanted to so i want to ask you one more question brother 
Yeah. And that is about natural law. Sure. What is natural law? I wanted to ask you this earlier, but you were rocking and rolling. Josh, what is natural law? Are there actual rules to this natural law or is it just an understanding? Yeah, so you can take it from the seven uh, seven hermetic principles where you have mentalism, correspondence, vibration, polarity, rhythm, cause and effect, and gender. And so these are like what's considered the seven natural law. And and look at these as kind of guides for consciousness integration and and into the universe. How does consciousness interact with the universe? I can actually pull up a definition from uh, Mark Paseo. He says, universal, non-man-made, binding, and mutable conditions that govern the consequences of behavior. Natural law is a body of universal spiritual laws which act as the governing dynamics of consciousness. And so, excuse me, natural law kind of tends to be this thing that helps explain and understand reality as well as being a starting point for people who want to kind of get their life together. If you look at like uh, various books like the Dampapadas, which talks about Siddhartha Buddha, and he starts talking about the middle path. If you look at Solomon's temple, where you have to go through the two pillars in order to enter the temple and you're completely tricked by Jashin and, and Boaz, right? If you look at, uh, you know, various other messages, or Rosicrucian or Hermetic Mysteries and um, even uh, the the Kabbalic Mysteries. They all talk about taking this middle path. And the middle path is the path of natural law where kind of you align towards fate and less towards free will. Where free will would be on the outskirts of natural law where your decisions can bring about mass consequence which would bring it back bring around some bad things to where when you're resonating in harmony with the universe and your life is just going right, you're in synchronicity with the universe. That's when you know you're in harmony with natural law. Um, There's, you know, if you've ever heard as above, so below, that's actually the law of correspondence. Well, I mean, I have my whole theory about the law. The laws of physics were just a ripoff of the hermetic principles, to, but the box is more into science. Uh, uh, Fucking Alistair Crowley can fucking suck my dick he agreed he, he took those principles flipped them and made them dark and then all these occult idiots and i say the occults because it's just hidden you know hidden information uh even though i don't think there's as much occult now because the internet has allowed us to know everything everybody's doing right yeah. but it's like you know they took these principles and turned them so you could do selfish shit with them he was, he's, listen, Alistair Crowley was like a, just a rich kid DJ, you know, like when they would just sample all this stuff and put it out and there, all the friends are like, dude, you're so good at this, man. You're a crazy musician. He's iPad, like, what? And that's all I'm doing is re like, I was watching, uh, I was at, uh, I was at, uh, Dana's family's house and for uh, the holidays and, uh, someone put on Coachella and it was just these two guys who looked like they, they were 45, but they were probably 25 and they were just like, it was called, um, uh, what was it? It was called emo, emo music. And they were just playing emo. Shit. It was just, no, it was called literally like emo songs. And they were, they were stage where they just played emo songs and emotional songs. And it was just like, they were just playing other people's music and they were just in front of this huge crowd. And it's just like, that's Alistair Crowley remixing other people's bullshit. Rich kid remixing other people's bullshit, act like he's discovered something. And he's just a rich kid who's selfish scumbag. And that's why he died broke. And he can go, Uh, I would fight him for fucking charity. 
he he stole a lot of the Hermetic Order, the Golden Dawn secrets when he left them. And Matthias actually fought him in court and won. Um, and Crawley went ahead and formed uh, a religion known as the Lima. And the Lima is quite an interesting perspective to take. I think that it's actually one of the top religions that dominates Hollywood today that a lot of these uh, large rising stars actually uh, worship. And the reason I think that is because if you start looking into uh, Blavatsky and what happened in the, the mid, the late eight, 19th century, in the early 20th century, and what we would call the spiritual rebirth revolution, um, it, a lot of it was in infiltration. A lot of it was absolute garbage and BS, like we were just talking about there with Aleister Crawley. Yeah. Is, he, he created the Lima and basically he says that anytime that you channel a bean, whether it be a demon or an angel, it doesn't matter. You have to give up a sacrifice. You have to give up something, whether that's your own soul because of the price of getting whatever you want in life or whether it's a blood sacrifice, which is the most potent of them um, or whether it's just certain other things. And you have to wonder why so many rock stars and Hollywood stars have lost their for- firstborn. Oh shit. That drives back to massive ritual magic, you know, you know, four or five thousand years ago with certain ancient traditions of Enochian magic. And so when we start seeing this happening in the arts, this is where the Lima actually infiltrated was the arts. If you remember when Anthony Anton Relay came about with the Church of Satan, the first thing that they did is they focused on the music industry. They focused on the arts. They infiltrated those industries specifically because they knew that through the under through the control of music, the the language, the beats and the words that they could influence a younger generation to basically adopt this and be indoctrinated into it without even knowing subliminally. Yeah, I completely agree, dude. I completely 100% agree, dude. 100%. Oh, we could talk about that all day. Josh, you came, you saw, you crushed it. Thank you so much for joining us, dude. Uh, one more time, please tell them where they can find you and uh, about your projects. Yep, Red Pill Project. Never believe anything anybody tells you, no matter who they are. That's basically the simple motto. You can find us at redpills.tv. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV. That's the full URL. And we have a podcast that streams uh, basically every night of the week. Uh, we do the geopolitical situation, Daily Dose, Monday through Thursday. Then Friday's Conversations on the Fringe, where we talk about all different types of conspiracy, aliens, all that type of stuff. We have cool little guests on there. So I urge everybody who's interested come check us out all right man great show we didn't even get into all the 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 occult stuff we were going to talk about uh but i'm super excited to have you on i appreciate it i look forward to doing your show in the future and uh thank you so much for coming on dude and uh we look forward to it awesome thanks sam thanks everybody you guys all take care we'll talk here soon and sam will get you scheduled for sure thanks guys for listening i hope you enjoyed the show again I'm going to be in Virginia and Baltimore this weekend. Come get weird with me, man. We like to fucking pack it out. So I come back again. So go grab your tickets now. It would mean a lot to me. I love you very much. Have a great day. Take care. We go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink. Fuck.
from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Tim foil hack, tin foil hack.